Hi, everyone, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K drama, we break it down four episodes at a time, and we just finished one of the best shows ever, Healer. So we're back this week with the Ugh. bonus episode where we read listener comments and reviews from viewers like you. And this week we have an even better bonus, a bonus bonus. Uh, we actually have another healer watcher on who is my friend that I consistently talked about throughout this particular section of podcast. Uh, my friend Manuel is here and he's going to give us his review about healer as well. And then we're all just going to chat about it and tell you guys how much we loved it. Because we did. Spoiler for like the end of the episode. <laughs> we all really loved this K-drama. Hi, Manuel. Hey, guys. How's it going? How'd you like Healer? I, so I'm pretty sure Raquel mentioned this in the first podcast, but I really wasn't wanting to like it, but I did. <laughs> and I think we binged a lot within like a short period of time. And it kind of made it easy because it worked with like the podcast schedule. So we ended up getting caught up really quickly. And then she, Raquel had to wait to record so she wouldn't end up saying like more than she had to in like the four episodes that you guys watch per week. Yeah. Manuel better. had to live through uh, through self restraint hell with it's me. It's such a pain. I just not... want to binge the yeah. good ones. Oh. Yeah. Um, at one point, Manuel got ahead of me and had to spend a lot of time not telling me what happened. That was hard. That's a punishment for your own crime. I know that's not my fault. But like our schedule didn't work out that one week. I think it was for. Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> and then I tried to take screenshots while I was watching it on my phone just to see if I can like send that to her and be like, okay, this clip, I have something to show you about this. I didn't look back at my phone until later and I see that it's just a blank screen <gasps> with text. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Manuel and I found out that Vicky has really good technology that stops you from ever stealing any of their content ever. That's a really good idea on on their part. I'm going to say I'm in support of that, but I'm really bummed out for you. <laughs> <laughs> just let us make memes, Vicky. Are you kidding me? I guess it's just Snapchat from here on out. That's yep. right. Yeah, I think of Snapchat. Those low quality memes. <laughs> um, we even tried, so we were watching it at work, and uh, it was like, you know, those last episodes. I think last week I even said, like, that's the background of my computer screen now. But um, it's like the last episodes where they're walking through the airport and it's the three dragons and they look super, super dope. Uh, we tried to not even screenshot it. We tried to use like I've got this third party snipping tool on yeah. my work laptop that I attempted to take a screenshot with just like of that portion so that I could make it my background. And it it blacked that out too. Oh, like it so stops good. third parties. Like, yeah. We were trying to be so got- <laughs> It's still just a picture, just a still shot. We're not going to distribute it, Vicky. Just let me have a background. Just let me have a cool desktop. <laughs> no, just kidding, Vicky. We do support your uh, efforts to keep copyright, blah, blah, blah. Very good. 
and having three people use one account. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about it, Vicky. We're trying to do better. We're just so poor. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. So anyway, uh, we liked it so much. We binge watched a lot of episodes. We, what I was thinking we could do is we could continue to read our um, reviews and then Manuel could let us know. We could ask questions based on that, based on whether or not people liked certain characters or not. But also we could just jump in and pelt Manuel with questions. <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys want to do? Por que no las dos? Let's okay. start with questions. I'm really curious who your favorite character was. So outside of the um, the main characters, I did like the shopkeeper because he the the one that's kind of like the babysitter for Gian. He was very emotional and like once he found out, like he was also crying and like the dad was the you know foster dad was crying with him. I don't know. It was amazing. And then like a lot of the small interactions, he knew that you know the guy that Gian was crying over like he guessed it on the first try but he second guessed himself but still yeah he was a good coffee shop convict second dad third dad oh she had so many dads yeah she had a lot of dads I called him the other other dad but he was so good good balance of like comic relief but also like very relatable um Mm -hmm. like you could see yourself like if I was in the drama I'd be that that guy Cause like he's pretty chill. He's reacting like a real person would react, but also very very funny. I like him a lot. That's a good choice. Yeah, I uh, I think one of my very favorite mo- like comedic moments of the entire show came out of him because I loved the part where the two coffee shop dads, other dad and other other dad, watched him beat a bunch of guys up, and immediately other other dad was speaking in the most respectful <laughs> language that he like very very uh formal language and treating him like he was the actual <laughs> boss of all of them it felt very good because that whole time healer had had to like downplay all of his qualities and it was both like rewarding and hilarious i lost my shit I think even after that, he was trying to restrain the other dad because of that whole kissing scene and not being respectful yeah. in his own home. So yeah. good. Uh, other dad was like, I don't care that I just saw you beat up seven men. I, I can take you. Look how big I am. I'm huge. You can't, Papa. Your friend knows that. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Did you have like a, I don't know, like a favorite scene, Manuel? I think... It wasn't, I don't know, it's hard to think of a favorite scene, but one of the scenes that yeah. does come to my, my mind right away is when they're talking in the coffee shop and uh, Gian asks Keeler, pick East or West, and then <sighs> he says East and she's like super respectful and he's just like, what would have been West? And he's like, no, I want West now. Like, <laughs> something. It was something small, but... <laughs> it was so cute. It was so cute. That's such a good pick. I feel like the first scene that came to my mind, like you said, it's really hard to pick like a favorite, but like the first one that popped into my head was the suicide scene in episode two. Is that just like, what mm-hmm. a start to a show. Yeah. I think that was the scene that it really had me on that. I, that I guess that was the moment that, cause I remember watching episode one year, actually years ago. Like I watched the first, not even the entire thing. Like I watched the first half of episode one, like two or three years ago, because I had heard Healer was super good. 
and it didn't catch my attention then, which is buck wild to me now because it's actually one of my new favorite dramas. But um, I think that by the time you get to episode two, that's where it, it really steps it up. And that scene particularly, I was panicking. Definitely. You were there. You yeah. were there. Uh, oh, no. Question three is on me. Um, <laughs> okay. What's a good question? Uh, so another good question is, was there anything you wish would have gone differently? Like, do you think that there was anything that maybe they missed the mark on or maybe like a scene that was, I don't know, didn't fit? Well, for someone that's never watched these kind of dramas before, I definitely thought the fight scenes and the like music didn't go well together at times. But like looking back at it now, it's fine. I understand it. It works. Yeah, we actually, interestingly, um, we had someone else write in about that because they watch or li- listen to our podcast episode because I talked about that as well. It was a weird mixture of, uh, I think we called it like hip elevator music. Yeah. Because it's just so relaxing. And then he's like trying to beat up a bunch of people. But we had a we had a listener write in about that. I think it's worth reading that little blurb just to, because it was a really like I don't know she convinced me um I don't have it up though <laughs> so you know the magic of editing this will come out in post I definitely did want to see how their lives turn out afterwards like there are a lot of shows here in America that they do that like oh five years later ten years later but it just like cuts yeah, off, cuts off after even a lot of dramas yeah I just wanted more you're gonna fit in here just fine because the end of every bonus episode we come up with a spin-off of uh what we wish would have happened mm-hmm. don't mind me i'm just looking for this email <laughs> i'm sorry i think i sorted it into a folder yeah the other scene that was kind of impactful and i feel like maybe they could have drew it out more was the teacher scene i just didn't expect that he was like doing uh like saying his goodbyes while in while also interviewing like, I wish I would have been able to see Teacher more, but it makes sense that he did have to go. And I think I did predict that he was going to end up passing away or die. Yeah, it was very emotional, mm-hmm. especially the little tributes they paid to him. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's an interesting point. They felt like they dwelled a lot more on his death after he was gone, but there wasn't as much, like, build up to it as you might have expected. It just, he, he just died. And then there's, like, 40 scenes of respecting his death. <laughs> I don't know if you'll want to just edit me reading this part in, Ed. <laughs> so I'm going to leave a silence before and after. I don't know how you want to handle it. You can just keep it pure like this, jump back and forth. But uh, the we have a listener named Amelia who wrote in and said, the elevator music during action scenes, to me the sig- signals how very zen healer finds running across rooftops and fighting gangs of thugs. This is what he does every day. There's no need to worry. He's got this. Changed my mind. <laughs> At first, I didn't like the music, and now I'm like, yeah, true. And then, like, going off of that, she said that very zen. And then when he tries to be, like, a normal, like, person of society, it's just very awful for him. And he's, like, sleeping <laughs> at work, which none of us could do, you know? <laughs> yeah. That was really yeah. funny, like, a really funny tie-up. But it also made me so uncomfortable to watch as a normal person. like stop please don't you have to quit or just go somewhere else i don't know don't be like this at work please 
I know the level of him not caring at work when he answers the phone is, I mean, truly, if any of us could get away with it, though, wouldn't we just pick up the phone and say you have the wrong number and hang up? The only thing that was relatable was when he was surprised by how much he was making, which is like nothing at all. Oh, my God. (laughs) Big mood. Uh, Uncomfortable. (laughs) Truth. This is literally, this is all I made this month. I worked like a million hours. And then Ajima is like, uh, <laughs> you took like three weeks of vacation this month. But also, there's a reason your girlfriend still lives with her dad. I mean, she's like 30. She's living at home. It's not because she's making the big bucks at some day. I struggled actually pinning down what their actual ages are because I think at one point I told Manuel they were like 34 and he was like "Uh uh-uh no yeah I don't think they're supposed to be but I have no idea how old they are keeping it ambiguous I think they were like 25 because it was 20 years after the death of their fathers right and they were five when they died math that I missed I was going to say math isn't my strong suit, but it is. It's my only strong suit. I'm just. (laughs) It was pretty much your major in school. (laughs) Uh, I think that I also, I don't know. I guess if we're playing the favorites game to loop back to a previous topic so that we're all sharing what, what we feel. I also, I don't know. It's hard to choose a favorite like secondary or tertiary character. But if we're choosing favorites at all, oh, hard choice, maybe Moon Ho. But if we're doing secondary or tertiary, Myung Hee. Ooh, what? I know. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I think I just, I loved the past uh, group of friends so much. I was fascinated by them. I loved them so much. I know you were supposed to. They were painting this idyllic, idyllic picture of who they were in the past and how they got to the point that they're at and I I bought the whole package. I bought it all. They sold me and I loved that she was this badass journalist in her time that took on really sensitive topics, even if it was illegal or even if they could get her in trouble because she believed in the truth. And she believed in the truth so hard that she overcame actual really, really terrible illness and um I don't know, just fought against what seemed like an impossible situation to tell her husband to kindly go F himself. And I loved it. I was here for it. What a hero. Make a strong case. <laughs> That's really This is weird how that all works out, though, because if she, like, what she was doing in the past is, like, to put out the truth, and then what her husband, her second husband doing now is not really that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, like, preventing, it's, like, doing the opposite of what she's was wanting to do yeah Yeah, everything she stood for and loved and it directly affected her so greatly like it robbed her of years with her child Mm -hmm. but i thought it was really well done because they kind of started off on the same path and i think they both were very convinced that they were still on the same path for so long and that's that's why they got married Mm -hmm. that's why they stayed together because they both thought they were good good justice fighters and I, I think it was really well done that, like, he just took the dark road, went to the dark side, but he didn't even realize it. Yeah, he was pretty thoroughly brainwashed, I think. He was such an interesting villain. I think if there was one thing I would change 
about this K-drama, it would be that, I don't know, it's not that we didn't get enough of Moonshik, like, we got plenty of him, he was such a douche, but um, we, I guess, I would have liked to see, I don't know, just something different. I kind of liked my theory that he was fighting against the Elder the whole time, but he was doing it in his own way, and maybe it didn't work out, or like, it maybe had the opposite effect of what he was hoping to achieve and he just should never have gone about it alone. And I think it would have kind of driven home that uh, theme that they had running of truth and also of friendship where like none of them could have done what they did alone. They all needed each other and they were all working toward finding the truth. And I would have really liked for his storyline to have gone in a direction where it was like, he was trying so hard to expose the truth or like bring down the enemy that he hid too much of the truth. I don't know. I had a lot of feelings about how his storyline ended. We don't have to like dig so deep that we t- start talking about major themes of truth and justice, but but I would have liked to see a little bit more with his storyline. I think that's like literally the only problem I had with this K-drama though, and it wasn't even a problem. It was I just a it, thought. Though. I agree. I think they, yeah, like you said, they built up a lot with his character, and then it just kind of uh, stopped, I guess. They were like, I guess he's crazy instead. Uh, we're going to do that, and then he's out. <laughs> he's done. That's my last chick. scene, I guess. You're excused. Because he did, he did have visions when he got drunk, right? Yeah. Yeah, he had some, yeah, some dark visions when he got drunk. But like, only in that episode? Like, it was not, there was no yeah. build-up to that. It was just that kind of out of nowhere i don't know the more i sit on that the more angry i get at like that one scene in particular i'm like what (laughs) you can't just do that and then leave it there i don't know i didn't like it did they ever actually did the daughter ever talk to the mom and like did they ever actually say that they were it was always just hinted i think yeah i mean they did yeah there was never something yeah, there was just that moment where they seemed to both know. I think Moon Ho spilled the beans, which, okay. Um, but it doesn't even show that. It just shows him saying the words, I want to tell you something tonight. And then later that night, she shows up at the cafe. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about that, but I was crazy about her. Most of the scene being um, Young Hee and Papa Bear. I don't remember his name. The lawyer, the dad. I thought that was much more interesting than her just seeing Jian. It's definitely weird that she's like, hey, baby, and then they cry, and then she's like, I'm going to go talk to your dad now. Goodbye. (laughs) You wait outside and just watch us look at pictures. Don't Don't come come in. in. But I liked that they had that scene with between her and the adopted dad. I think that was really cool. Yeah. I did I did tear up at that part. That was a really beautifully done scene. Should we get into these reviews? They're really yeah, I worry read- that we'll just get through one of them. That's fine. Read me one. I should have picked my favorite one beforehand. Uh, okay, I'm going to read the third one that I haven't practiced. So we're going to see how it goes. This is from My Drama List. So it's like deep. It's a deep cut. They get serious. On they that. do some good work. Yeah. Wanhua. Yeah. Gave it overall 8.5 out of 10. Story was an 8. Acting and cast was a 9. Music was a 4. And rewatch value was a 9. So if she rewatched it, it would be on silent. That's fine. I get it. (laughs) 
Given K-drama's reputation for being all about the romance, it's surprising how rarely I've found the main couple to be the star attraction in shows I've watched. Healer may not have the most original of plots, but it nails the brave, aching, adorable love story between two lost children that forms its emotional core. It also proves that casting the right actors is often more critical than casting the best actors. Whatever Ji ching Wook and Park Min-young may sometimes lack in technique, they more than make up for in heart, chemistry, and a willingness to be vulnerable in front of the camera and each other. When they're together on screen, you'll want to jump up and down, squeal, and hug puppies. They're also surrounded by a marvelous gang of unique, well-written supporting characters. Looking at you, Hakur Ajima, that you'd end up spending well over the allotted 20 hours hanging out with. On the downside, I do wish the antagonists in the show were as multidimensional as the protagonists. The shadowy gang of leering oligarchs plotting evil in back rooms felt pre-ordered from central casting, with master plans that were too over-the-top to be really believable. I kept expecting them to start stroking Persian cats or feeding piranhas. If you're watching for the action, thriller, romance elements, you probably won't mind, but their cartoonishness undermines the credibility of the crusading journalists out to take down corruption strand of society, or of the story. It doesn't diminish the fun, but it does make the show less socially relevant than it would like to be. There's also an odd casualness in the way that all of the characters, both good and bad, roam in and out of each other's lives and layers with impunity. I guess courage is virtue, but I'm not sure I'd curl up and take a nap in the heart of enemy territory. This is a show, though, where the emotional through lines, not the plot mechanics, are the real draw, and those deliver with a vengeance. You'll laugh and cry and smile and fall in love. In an entertainment world full of lots of explosions but few real sparks, that's reason to rejoice. Wantwa. Whoa. They should probably just have a podcast about reviewing K-dramas. <laughs> that was really good. I did like that they brought up the wishing that the villains had been more multidimensional. Uh, that just kind of goes back to how I feel about Moonshake. We don't have to repeat it. That's just how I felt. Uh, I guess I kind of, I do agree with you. I mean, my review was just like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's us every week definitely the villains it was just like i wish there was more to the elder it just kind of seemed like what they were going after was not explained that well until like the very last few episodes like it was brought up at the very beginning and it just went over my head and then after that i'm just like oh yeah they briefly talked about some kind of chemical at the beginning of the show and then it was brought up towards the end and i didn't put it together obviously <laughs> no yeah i did not yeah. keep up no, you couldn't have put it together because they never hint at it again. I think they were going for maybe an air of like mystery behind the elder that caused him to be this all-powerful being. But in the end, it kind of ended up feeling more like, I don't know. Yeah, like he was a very one-dimensional villain instead of this terrifying powerhouse. Which is not to say that he wasn't a good villain in that. I mean, there were times when I was stressed for them. I was like... But it's the elder. Yeah, I think the elder and Secretary O were like the the best of the villains. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think the double S guards really failed us. I don't think I realized until this review that they were so poorly done. What was the <laughs> point of the double S guards? To be a mass of bodies for the healer to battle through. Always, <laughs> every episode. That was their arc? I don't know. Secretary O, I... It was so frustrating. Every single time I saw him, I was so mad. Yeah. Just everything he was doing to the characters. And 
he got away and or they didn't touch him and i love it every time that makes such a good villain his stupid little like smile his hand over his mouth like <laughs> oh i love it i love how much you hate him oh yeah you do love to hate secretary O. I think they didn't give us a whole lot of justice with a lot of the villains kind of going back to what you said manuel where um you mentioned that it would have been nice to see a little ways down the line for all of the characters but even then like we didn't even get really any down the line aside from oh the elder was arrested oh like like other than that for all we know secretary O walked the elder could have hired powerful lawyers i don't know which they did all throughout the drama like there was a couple there was at least once when secretary O was arrested and then a day later he just walked out so it's like why would you expect that to be a good ending that we're satisfied with even if they do get arrested you're like they're just gonna get out in a day you've established that you said that before they've got so much money i don't know why i'm mad now i love this show (laughs) it can do no wrong i'll just leave it um what the review mentioned as far as the characters walking in and out of each other's lives with impunity was also interesting I kind of assume they were talking Moon Shik, Moon Ho for the most there part. Was, um, so like there's a there's a part where Moon Shik kind of kidnaps Young Shin and she goes to oh, the office yeah. and then she just kinda leaves later. Um uh, I know they said take a nap in the heart of enemy territory. Kate, I don't I don't know. That one was weird because he didn't just take a nap, like he passed out from the drugs that the elder gave him that's when healer entered that territory but they did just leave him they were like he's sleeping now so we're gonna yeet like if you suspect he's a healer why didn't you like take him with you i i don't know um and then healer goes out in and out of moonshik's office all throughout the show no problem yeah, just constantly. Actually, like, picks fights with him sometimes, even though he was supposed to be a pretty big villain. Moon Ho will walk into his office and be like, you know what, brother? Fuck you. <laughs> and then they'll have a big fight. They all do. Everyone can go into Moon Shik's office at any time and then fight him and then walk away. <laughs> we should have known he wasn't a real villain. Um, I love the shape in the first paragraph of being like they're not the best actors but like we all like them i guess i was like excuse me (laughs) those are some of the best actors i've ever seen these are my gods (laughs) get off of my planet (laughs) manuel did you like these actors you're pretty unbiased i think i um, I did like the uh when healer was pretending to be like this nobody that was weak and everything i did like that an actor within an actor yeah actorception (laughs) i mean i didn't know i didn't i don't really it's hard to tell whether they're good or not when you don't hear the fluctuations or don't understand what they're saying you just go off of the body language and it all looked fine yeah it was all good body language (laughs) looking at you j cheng look you did a good job I think that's an interesting point, though, because you spend so much time like reading the subtitles that when it's like close ups on their face and that you're supposed to be in the emotions, in their feelings with them, you can't spend time looking at them. You got to keep reading. I think that can be 
distracting. Yeah, because there was a because there was also a secretary who did that like sign, and I didn't really know what it means. And then Raquel had to explain. Oh, it to yeah. me. What yeah. is that a sign? Like, explain it to me. Like the thing where he put his hand over his mouth all the time, and it, I just put my hand over my mouth. That's not good podcasting. Um, but uh, he, he, is that what you're talking about when he would do this? Yeah. And it was like his snarky little. Like, it meant that he had, oops, done something wrong that he knew he had, but he was getting away with it, and it was so frustrating. So it wasn't like a sign language sign. It was just like a spooky baby thing. (laughs) I got you. (laughs) But yeah, Ji Chingwook and Park Min Young have been in too many dramas for you to throw shade, calling them not the best actors. Okay, Wanhua, come at me. (laughs) Uh, I think Ji Chang-wook is one of the best actors I've ever seen, but I, it's hard when you feel biased. I don't know. Do I love him because he's a good actor, or do I think he's a good actor because I love him? Hard to say. Hard to say. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> you want to read another review? Okay, I'm going to do the sillier one. It was a Vicky comment, so it's a little less deep, but I really like it. Um, L Heart Romance underscore 173 gave it 10 out of 10 stars. Okay, let me get this out of the way. Ji Chang-wook is dreamy, especially when he gets that smug grin. He's gorgeous. Sigh. Thank you, Healer Makers, for the gratuitous fan service scenes. On to the review. So this show is proof I do have the ability to sit through a good love story. Some people can't get enough of this show and rave endlessly while others think it's overrated. Which is it you probably want to know? I'll try to answer with my somewhat unbiased opinion because honestly, if you think you can be a completely unbiased after watching the perfection that is Ji Chang Wook, you, my friend, don't know what you're talking about. Right, so here's the thing. For fans of romantic comedy, this show will be the perfect getaway. A female lead that's not annoying, hot male leads. For someone like me, though, who enjoys more action, thriller, mystery type content, you'll probably find it boring for a very long time. Like, ninth episode, perhaps. But once I got past that, it became addicted. Or maybe I was so enamored by Ji Ching Wook, who can tell? The truth <laughs> is, I was going to ditch, but then they'd add a really good action scene where Ji Ching Wook gazes with his soulful eyes and sigh. Long story short, I couldn't stop. And by then, by episode 9, I believe, the story really kicked in. Everything was fast-paced again. The mystery bit really kept me interested, and I think I just gave myself up to the cheesy but extremely emotional romance, and I couldn't stop. By the way, the action scenes were phenomenal, realistic, very well choreographed. I loved the parkour bits. So some of it was great, but what didn't work for me was the Ji Ching Wook going undercover as a reporter Superman style. Like, it was so boring to me. The reason I picked the show was because of the character of Healer. That was the most important part of the story, so showing another reporter character is so mundane. Naturally, eventually I got into it. Anyway, like I said, I gave in to the cheese and had fun. Whatevs. Is it overrated? For action fans, it will be. Plenty of better crime shows out there. For those who like Fluffy with a minor helping of action and mystery, you're the perfect audience for this. Also, those bits where he follows her around in in a protective way without coming into her sight, they did something to me. Sigh. Didn't even know that was my thing. So glad I decided to watch this. Oh, no. Elhart Romance. Over here with the reels. (laughs) Okay, so I do want to just start off with a, sorry, um, sorry, reviewer. Uh, I want to start off with a great big disagreement. 
on how it was a boring plot because this storyline, like the actual storyline, kept me super hooked for the whole time. Like, I don't know, from episode two to episode, how long was this? 20. I was, I don't know, I was in it. I thought it was really good. I thought that they added the appropriate twists and that it was really well paced. Like they added new content to the story at just the right time. And they didn't give you so much that you could necessarily guess what was going on, but they did give you enough that when something happened, it didn't feel like there was no context for it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So going with the, what he said about like the, that stalking thing, maybe like the fact that like trying to surprise someone, I don't know. Like, cause you get that like exciting feeling when you're about to surprise someone and they have no idea what's going on, you know? And it's not until they figure it out that it's just like this great viewing. So maybe it has something to do with that. I don't yeah. know. Manuel just... coming in for the save. Manuel <laughs> gets it. I just love how much they love Chi <laughs> Ching. Like, that's so funny. Yeah, I support that. I really do. Um, we too love Chi Ching. Look, <laughs> we should have a one episode where we just review Chi Ching. Look and everything he's done and how much we love him. I think that's every episode of our podcast already. <laughs> Ju Cheng Wook, we'd be happy to interview you. We know you're listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you could just have your people reach out to our people. I know you're fluent in English, so <laughs> no problems there. Let's get your career started in America, Ju Cheng Wook. Start it here. You need our help, care. I think. If you needed a <laughs> handout, we're here to give it to you. Um,. Yeah, interesting that they were like, "Eh, if you like action dramas, this one might not be for you. I guess I get that on some level. I was here for it, but it might not be the most exciting action drama I've ever seen. Yeah, that would be the K2. (laughs) (laughs) Also starring Ji Chang-wook. If you haven't seen it, reviewer, then you could go ahead and hop on over to watch the K2. We also recorded episodes on that. Go ahead and listen to those as you go. Thanks so much for listening. <laughs> so much less fluffy. Mm-hmm. The, I do agree with the fight scenes, though. The, there's a different, like a 10-minute or 5-minute fight scene that I saw at one of my friend's house with Raquel of this guy in the shower, and he's naked, and he's just like doing all these crazy things, which I don't think is that realistic. If there's like water on the floor and soap, like mm-hmm. you can't be on your feet that, like, while flipping around and everything. That's why he put the cloth down. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never tried it. I don't want to try it, but I don't think it would work like that. The next K-drama we're going to watch together is the K-2. Going to re-watch it. Boop, You're already in this forever, Manuel. I've got a list. <laughs> Raquel's got a list. Yeah. I mean, if it's like Healer, I'm, I'm here for it. If there's yeah. some... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Healer was a good show. It was a good start. We've just got to keep the the best K-dramas flowing for Manuel to keep yes. keep up with them. Because <laughs> the bar's already been set pretty high, so. <laughs> I'm expecting every single one I watch afterwards to be like this. Oh, no. We'll have to curate lists of K-dramas for Manuel to watch. Yeah, start with Ji Ching Wook dramas. We'll just keep it there. Mm-hmm. That's actually what Play on K will become, is just like a list. Uh, we'll rate, we'll develop a rating system based on whether or not Manuel should watch it. Oh, that's a good <laughs> idea. I thought you were going to say just Ji Ching Wook dramas, and I was like, I think there's just I not enough. <laughs> We'd run out of dramas. Okay, how many um, Manuel books would you give this show? On a scale of one <laughs> to Manuel should definitely watch this show. 
where would you put it, Manuel? I'll definitely watch the show. Oh, yeah. I'd, 10 out of 10 uh, Manuel Bucks. Yeah, I think the first episode was a little bit rough just because I've never watched any K-drama, so I didn't know what to expect. But I think you kind of get used to some of the weird stuff and then used to reading the titles and then having to like switch back and forth between like reading their expression and like reading the subtitles. Mm, I feel that. You definitely have to be patient the whole time. Yeah, it's an art. You're going to get better <laughs> at it. Just keep <laughs> keep practicing. <laughs> And then the music, anytime the music played, you're like, all right, I can watch the scene and not have to read. <laughs> <laughs> or you accidentally start reading the music, which we get into that. That definitely happened when we were watching the show at work with no volume. Yeah. yeah. Start reading the, the songs and then be like, oh, no, no one's saying this. This is just the song. <laughs> yeah. The music on this show is a real letdown. And also, I think the first episode of Healer was really weird. Not... My favorite mm-hmm. intro. So you've got nowhere to go yeah. but up with sound design and pilot episodes. That's exciting, at least. Yeah, there's some great sound design in in other K dramas. I'm excited to watch more uh, curated K dramas for Manuel, so that we can find one with really good sound design, with really good everything. I'm trying to think if there's anything that I think, or like any K dramas, I think did literally everything right. Healer comes actually pretty close for like me. Like we said, there's so. just so many different genres. There's so many variables to account for. Like, Oh My Venus is just so high up on my list of favorite K-drops Yeah, ever. But it has no fight sequences. If that's what you're looking for, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. No mystery. It's, it's definitely more of an, like, a social, emotional drama. For sure, for sure. How many Manuel books would you give this, Raquel? I, okay, this is hard, because, um, like I said, everything has its thing, but this is one of the best K-dramas I've ever watched, so it almost feels, gr- like, not generous enough to say this, but I am going to give it a 9, just because it wasn't actual perfection, but it was really close, yeah. I thought. sound design 4, I get that. You get 4 people yeah. to the, the <laughs> soundtrack. I was- um, I'm gonna give it ten, just to like even it out to that. Was that nine point seven five? Yeah, we'll give it a. So the play on K Manuel Bucks rating is nine point seven five. <laughs> we keep our jokes forever, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, the new rating system is Manuel Bucks. Oh man! <laughs> In fact, speaking of keeping jokes going, before we wrap up. Uh, did we have any nominees for Bus Stop Girl Award? Um, really quick, for context for our listeners and for Manuel, who I'm pretty sure doesn't know what Bus Stop Girl is, in the very first K-drama that we ever reviewed on Play on K, we called out the our favorite character, who was a girl who sat at a bus stop and took the very pure actions of watching someone's purse uh, while they uh, were in an alternate universe and waited for them to come back from that alternate universe and for someone to pick the purse up and didn't just leave it there. She didn't and know the character. She didn't know anybody involved. She didn't have a God. name. She was not a character. Yeah. Just a girl. She was not credited. At a bus stop yeah. and sat there until the purse's owner came back. And so now we pick our favorite non-character in every K-drama 
that did the most altruistic thing in the entire K-drama, and we award them the Bus Stop Girl Award. Uh, I don't know if we had any nominees this time around, though. Yeah, I'm going to nominate Benny's gang. The entire gang <gasps> yeah. is Bus Stop Girls. <laughs> We've got a gang of Bus Stop Girls here. Nominee number one. Yeah. Should we call them the Jets, since she's Benny? <gasps> the Jets. It's Benny and the Jets. Does that make more sense? I guess they're not bus out girls if they're the Jets. Mm. Well, well, I guess we'll never know. Okay, and the final thing uh, that we talk about, Manuel, you fit in just right here, because what you would have liked to see is what we do every week, uh, or every bonus episode. We create a um, spin-off show that we would have loved to see, and I would have loved to see Benny in the, more of Benny in the Jets, actually. I want to see what they do. I want to see Benny's future. Um, the spinoff show that I propose is Benny becoming the healer and working with Ajma to continue and the detective that ended up being an okay dude to, to fight crime. That's my spinoff. I would love to see that relationship go further. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ajima and the detective. Oh, uh, yeah. See more of that. See if they ever get together. If Ajima just tortures him for the rest of his life. That's really good. Can I throw in that... Can we have the spy from Someday News who followed Moon Ho also help Benny? Can yes. Jump in on that. We need a reporter to balance things out, I guess. That's yeah. the rules of the healer universe. And then they fall in love. Time is a flat circle. They have to fall in love. <laughs> I saw him checking her out. <laughs> it's perfect. We've designed the perfect show. Um, if you want to have us create that show, you can um, support us in many ways. Honestly, just giving us a listen is great. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. But also, we could use Patreon bucks, yeah. which are real bucks. <laughs> Worth a lot more than Manuel bucks. Worth <laughs> <laughs> a little more than Manuel bucks. Manuel bucks are worth a lot. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short. Don't sell your namesake short. Um, we've created a Patreon where we do reviews we do lots of bonus reviews of shows that we watched that didn't make it onto the podcast so check us out there yes Um, you can go to our website and I think is there a link on our website to access the Patreon there will be there will be by the time you listen to this I'm sure it will be today Uh, yeah playonk.com Uh, at our website, you can also comment on episodes, and we can chat about what happened in the K-drama, and you can sign up for our newsletters. Those are going to start getting a lot cooler, but we also like to alert you to when we are starting a new K-drama, so you can sign up for that. It's um, just playonk.com, I think we already said that, and then yeah, sign up for the newsletter, which will come to you from playonkpodcast.com, or wow, no. Wow. <laughs> scratch the record back i'm sure you're wondering how we got here play on kpodcast at gmail.com and you can uh, also oh keep going sorry. i love this <laughs> this mess uh you can email us there and talk to us about what's going on we love to read your emails we'll totally respond back it's our favorite and if you let us we'll read your emails on the podcast on this bonus episode yes we are also on twitter we are at play on k and i've been using that like crazy this week There's so many shows that I've been watching, and I have, like, a little Twitter fam now that I talk to people. It's crazy. I never knew the magic of Twitter. What? And then we're on iTunes. We're 
Toyan K. And there you can leave a review, leave a rating. You can subscribe to never miss an episode. And we'd love you forever if you give us five stars, please. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, did we have anything else? Nope. We did them all. We did them all. And we just want to thank James Paul Hevel for the beautiful song that he made for us. We love it. And we love you, James. We love it. And we love you. And thank you so much, Manuel, for being on our podcast. Oh, my God. Thanks, Thank Manuel. Oh, it was so fun to have you here. It was so fun to have a third dragon on the show to talk about what happened. I'm sure we'll definitely be talking about this more later on. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be a regular on our podcast, like you're welcome. That would be fun. I'll try my best to watch more. <laughs> um, okay, bye. Okay, bye.